0: Welcome to another Community Spotlight episode of Pod People's podcast for people who make podcasts. I'm your host and the head of community at Pod People, Tyler Green. This week's episode is a special one because I got the chance to speak with Stephanie Megan Bashara, who is not only a producer and host of her own show, Broke Girl Therapy, which by the way, has over 95 published episodes, but she is also a Pod People community member, one of Pod People's full-time matchmakers, and an associate producer on multiple Pod People Productions. We loved her so much that we brought her onto our core team. Stephanie is a Filipina-American who started in fashion PR, but quickly learned that even though she loved fashion, that didn't necessarily equate to loving fashion PR. So, like many guests on our show so far, she pivoted and built her show, Broke Girl Therapy, from the ground up. She did it all herself, hosting, producing, editing, promoting. She successfully gained a loyal following on TikTok of 160,000 followers and on YouTube with 15,000 subscribers, which both helped her independent podcast, Broke Girl Therapy, climb through the charts to number 53 in the very competitive society and culture section. Now, that's notable because she did that without a team or a network to back her up. Badass! I may not have known Stephanie personally very long, but I think I can safely speak for everyone here at Pod People when I say that we are so proud of the community that Stephanie organically created through her show, her growth both personally and professionally, and of course, everything she brings to the table here at Pod People. So, our plan was to dig into how Stephanie literally dreamt up her podcast, how she strategized the use of TikTok to promote her show, and what it feels like to bear her soul through her work. But first, we wanted to start out by asking Stephanie to explain the how and why of how she got into audio in the first place.
1: And I got started 2016 and I knew nothing about audio. And oddly enough, I'm actually slightly hard of hearing too. So it's kind of ironic that it ended up in audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I needed an outlet to express myself. And I was working for a corporate company, a fashion corporate company. And I was like bored all the time and would listen to podcasts and figured out like, oh my God, wait, I could do this. So then I I didn't really have much money then. So Broco therapy was kind of like pretty much on brand for that time in my life. But like I just recorded on like some random mic and my friend plugged it to her computer and we just did it from there. And then from there, I just kept like investing back into like learning, you know, like what equipment I needed or how to edit and all that stuff. So it was like an ongoing hmm. process since 2016.
0: So self-taught mm-hmm. audio professional. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I want to dig into that a little bit more through this whole conversation, because I think there are so many people in our community who are right there with you who have done that or who are doing that or who kind of like stop at the starting line. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so I guess like one way into that is if you had any advice to give to that person in 2016, that person who just did it. Right. What would you say?
1: I think that she was slightly delusional. Like she was just like, she was just like, <laughs> yes. I can do this, you know, and not really thinking of like how much work it would take. I think if I knew how much work it would take, it would scare me. So I think just mm-hmm. telling myself like, just keep going and like keep evolving and keep learning. Like don't feel like, I think at times, like I felt like I was going through like a, what is that? An imposter syndrome at times where I was mm-hmm. like, am I even... A professional like what am I doing you know so I think that that's actually what drove me to like want to be more professional at it so I think just telling myself just keep going and Mm. and just live in those delusions and I'll eventually become real Mm. (laughs)
0: I just think we can learn so much from that. Even, you know, I'm I'm in my mid-30s now and you've cracked the 30 boundary. And like, I think there's so much we can learn about that. It's not like we have to... We can throw away the parts of our 20s that are not useful to us now right. as, you know, 30-somethings. But that delusion, that kind of like... Like, it's so funny the word delusion has such negative connotations, but look what it did. I think
1: people sometimes are so, it's okay to be, like, realistic with yourself, like, having a balance, but I think that I just was always, ever since I was a kid, like, I was always, like, in my head just, like, creating scenarios or projects or whatever it was. Like, I just was always, like, I was never good in school because I was always just, like, daydreaming about something, so I think that I've always been slightly delusional and, like, like, slightly realistic, so I kind of had, like, a balance of both.
0: Broke Girl Therapy, right, is the name of your show, the show that you started in 2016 that's still going strong. And now you have, like, you <laughs> are all on TikTok and you've got, you know, more listeners than I've ever had <laughs> and anything I've ever done. And so you've yeah. built this community, right? And you talk very openly mm-hmm. about sex and relationships and your life. So I want to spend some time in that universe. Why did you start the show specifically, I guess, at the beginning And then, like, I'm also curious how it feels to share your life openly.
1: Again, going back to being delusional, I was delusional also about men. And I just, Mm. I (laughs) I just, I couldn't (laughs) get it. Like, I was like, I suck. And I remember, like, Mm. being at my old job and just being like, I'm unhappy at this job. And also, like, unhappy in every relationship I get into. Like, I need therapy. Like, something is, like, not right, you know? But I was like, oh, man, like therapy is just kind of expensive. Like I don't have that kind of like privilege right now, you know, and then I just when I heard a podcasting, I was like, I need to do this. So it was just like, I honestly, it's so weird to say, but I actually had a dream about it. So I like one night woke up and I remember just hearing the words. I can't remember what the dream was, but I just kept hearing like therapy too broke for therapy. And so I just started writing everything down and then broke with therapy just kind of came from that.
0: Hmm. So you just created the a yeah, therapy space I for yourself.
1: It. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: And then folks need to listen to the show, and then they'll they'll know sort of right away that you're not you're not hiding. No. Anything really. I mean, I'm sure you're hiding some things. We don't have to tell everything that we do. But for you in the show, it's pretty open. Mm-hmm. How has that journey of being so open kind of? evolved over the years
1: yeah i mean i think it kind of like stems from like my childhood like my dad recorded everything like i have like millions of like tapes of like when i was a kid so i was like really used to like documenting my life so i think that's why it came so Mm -hmm. naturally and i wasn't like scared to do that and i'm like really proud that i have like my you know late 20s like pretty much documented for like my future like grandchildren to hear you know I felt like everything with every emotion I feel like I've been happy with content I've been nervous I've been judged I've been scared you know it's also affected my dating life at one point but I'm really proud of like the fact that I like have that You know, and I think it kind of helps that, like, I don't, like, face anybody in the Internet. Like, I just post it and I go about my day, you know, and then all Mm. these people just know about my sex life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You are being, you know, so truthful. Mm. That's like sometimes I spend and I think a lot of human beings spend a lot of time kind of questioning, like, themselves and their choices. And, like, you just kind of process that shit on the mic. I do. And so then it's there. and You could delete it if you want. But, like, you usually don't. And so then you're left with this record of kind of how your brain works over time. I find it so fascinating.
1: Honestly, thankfully, I have like such great supportive friends. When I'm feeling like scared to post something, they validate that. They're very supportive. So I really like give it up to my friends, especially the ones that are on the show who like really make it such an easy process to do,
0: you know? Yeah. And um, you are also like a Big deal on TikTok. Is that true?
1: <laughs> Slightly. I'm I no Addison Ray or Charlie D'Amelio, but.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what any of that means. But in the context of Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts, how can TikTok help your audio oh my project? God. How does it help yours? It helps me so you
1: know? much. Because again, I'm not like an influencer. I'm not famous, you know. What I mean, I was just like some random girl in my dungeon who would like cry on my mic, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have any relevance to like to, to pop culture, or whatever. You know, my audience is like millennial, Gen Z, and all of us are like super visual people. So I started recording my episodes, and this is even before TikTok. Like, I just started recording my episodes, mm-hmm. with take snippets. Put it on Instagram and be like, hey guys, new episode, go listen. And I wasn't even putting like full-on episodes or anything like that. i would just use it for like promotional purposes. So when TikTok happened and it like exploded in 2020, my friends were like, yo, like go on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't want to do like a savage dance. Like that's not like I don't really want to do that. Like I feel too old. Like I shouldn't be on there like trying to dance. And so I just made a I made an account. I put up my videos that I've been literally editing the past few years. That's just how it went like viral. And then that Mm -hmm. drove people to listen to the podcast. It's all about like not just putting up like, okay, new episode. It's about being like strategic about it. Like my goal is every clip, the first two words have to be like eye-catching. You know what I mean? Like people have to be like, oh my God, two-second attention span. And so I try to make like the first two sentences like super like, catching that way people are able to like continue to listen on to like the rest of the clip
0: so if somebody has a show and it's maybe it's like a personal show like yours or even not like something else how would you advise they approach making their first tiktok video
1: i would try to pick a soundbite that is the most like the funniest i feel like people love like the super funny stuff or even actually the very vulnerable stuff too Also, having them engage, like, if you look at my TikTok, I put, like, these subtitles, like, does size matter, you know? And that's, like, the first thing they see. So, people are going to comment. Therefore, that, like, speeds up the engagement. So, like, just thinking about stuff Mm -hmm. like that, like, really helps people to, like, oh, like, want to tune in and then want to tune into, like, the rest of the episode. And I also put in the description, like, this episode, here's the link. Therefore, they could just look in the comments, like, okay, if I want to listen to more, I could just press this link right here.
0: Yeah, I love it. Such a useful tip. And I think I'm going to stay in this like giving advice (laughs) bit for a minute, because I think there are like a lot of people like you said at the beginning who are just Mm -hmm. starting out now. And podcasting is so much bigger now than it was when you started. You said earlier, you self taught yourself how to do all these things and like you overcame imposter syndrome. And so you've already kind of teed this up a little bit. But, you know, I love a listicle. So like three things you'd say to somebody brand new to podcasting, right? you can speak directly to that person.
1: Yeah. I think number one is consistency. Just because one episode did horrible doesn't mean later on it'll do better. You know what I mean? And like, even if it does better later, people will go back to those episodes. So just because it doesn't reach a certain number the first day doesn't mean that's forever going to be like, the stats for it so I think just being consistent people like consistency people like knowing like okay every Monday they get to listen to girl therapy you know second one is invest in equipment maybe not too expensive but like there's very like budget friendly type of recordings where it could sound professional and like YouTube really was like a game changer for me and then three social media keep promoting I think people like hate promoting themselves sometimes because it's embarrassing. But like, I just kept pushing. I was like, I don't care if y'all unfollow me. This is what I like to do. So I'm going to keep promoting and keep promoting. And then that worked.
0: I love that. And you know we have an episode in our feed that talks about different equipment options you can buy, and so we'll link to that episode in the show notes for sure. Different budget levels yeah. and things like that. So I love all of that advice. It's really inspiring to hear you talk about your journey. I recognize myself in some parts of it, and other parts Aww. I don't, like TikTok, for example. So now I got to go teach myself. I can teach you. You got to teach <laughs> you. Okay. So now I want to shift to pod people. So you are officially a staff member of pod people. Yes. So dual jobs (laughs) matchmaker and producer. So, I want mm. to talk about both of those responsibility sets and some of the exciting stuff you're doing, especially on the producer front. But I want to hear you tell us the story of your pod people journey or experience, kind of the good and hopefully there's no bad, the bad, honestly. So far, yeah. but if there's some bad, okay. <laughs> Just like all of it. Tell us about your yeah, journey. Yeah. I with mean,
1: us. again, I started this thing not knowing anyone else in this world. Like, none of my friends were podcasting or anything like that. And I remember my friends, my best friends, were like, Maybe maybe you should like join, look up events for like podcasters. And I was like, all right, fine. And so I went online and I saw there was an event pod people was throwing. And so this had to be like 2018, 2017, 2018. So I was like, okay. And I went by myself and I made some friends and I kept going back. Like pod people would always throw these events. So I kept going back and that's how I got familiar with pod people. And then this past year, actually, I started like kind of realizing, so I was working two jobs. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm tired of this life. I love podcasting. And I need to like stop lying to myself and actually do this full time. And so I saw a posting on Facebook, I think Sammy put it up for like a job. And so I reached out to sammy and then from there i just kept connecting with you guys and i was like wait every person i'm meeting i like absolutely love you know and so mm. and i didn't realize that i could be hired within pod people i never knew that was like a thing i don't know why <laughs> I was just like just get me a job just get me out of here let me you know and so and then you guys came out to me and now i'm you know working in both departments which i love doing both so
0: mm. it's <laughs> funny we you kept coming up in searches for jobs <laughs> And eventually I was like, can we please just hire her for our something to do with us? And then we ended up creating this hybrid position for you. So you spend half your time doing matchmaking. So helping find jobs for our community. And the other half of the time you're doing production work. So I would love to hear you talk about some of the production work you're doing. I think it's really exciting what's going on over there. Oh
1: my God, it's so exciting. You know, now we're doing a project for Vogue about early 2000s fashion. And that's like my prime era in my own fashion. Right. Like, yeah. like perfect. Yeah. So that's super exciting. Everyone I've been working with has been just like, I'm learning so much. It's like all the meetings that I have are like meetings I have in my head. So like with myself. So it's nice to like actually sit down with people mm. and
0: really learn. It's amazing to hear your story because I think, for people who are out there listening to this, you know, we're ramping up some of our community building objectives. We're going to try to hang out with you all more. And, and I think it's all about story to me. It's all about sharing other people's stories. It's about lifting up people's stories. And that's what I'm really focused on in the coming year. And I think that your story is a perfect example, the kind of person that we want to be a part of our, our pod people family. So, thank you for your just presence Uh and your just your openness and like sharing all of your life with us and now like being a part of this family it's awesome thank you Tyler
1: and like thank Mm -hmm. you pod people I feel like I mean this sounds like weird to say but I don't know where I'd be without you guys you know what I mean so it really is that's why I fell in love with like working with you guys even before I started being an employee I was like I need to like stick around with people who are like-minded like me you know what I mean who like love this outlet Mm. and and just like love what they do
0: all right stephanie megan Mushara. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us today and being a part of the pod people family and being unapologetically you from the jump
1: thank you tyler green i appreciate you so much <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Stephanie, for telling us about your personal journey with podcasting and for giving us tips on how to market our show with TikTok. Perhaps most importantly, though, thank you for manifesting, working with us here at Pod People. We love, love, love having you on the team. On next week's episode of Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts, our CEO, Rachel King, and our head of business development and marketing, Anne Fuse, sit down together to talk about how to market yourself in an interview. It's
1: really natural to be kind of humble about the work you've done. And I think in interviews, it is literally the one time where you have to just start bragging. You have to talk about your successes and you have to
0: speak with confidence. The Pod People team is Rachel King, Ann Fuse, Matt Sapp, me, Tyler Green, Andrea Perez, Ashton Carter, Isabel Genius, Alexa Brooks Major, Happy graduation, Alexa, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Stephanie Bashara, Devin Wilson, Persia Verlin, Madison Lesby, Brian Rivers, and Erica Wong. This podcast is edited by Katie Clarkson and mixed and engineered by Erica Wong. All the links mentioned in this episode, including one to Stephanie's amazing podcast, Broke Curl Therapy, are listed in the show notes. Pod People has Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, the usual suspects. So give us a follow, a like, a comment, really anything. We'll see it and we will respond in kind. And if you haven't already, be sure to join the Pod People community by going to podpeople.com slash join. You can also send us an email at hello at podpeople.com. We're here to answer your questions, your comments, and we love a little love. So send us a note. Thanks so much and have a wonderful week. I think that's why we get along so well. I've been <laughs> trying to put delusional. my finger on this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, why do we get along so well?